Thank you for joining me on the Dale Allen Podcast. Please be sure to visit inourrightminds.net. There's a lot going on. I have a new book. I'm very excited about that, In Our Right Minds, the book. There's the award-winning film, a curriculum that I am now offering, as well as events and other ways to connect and stay inspired. Thank you. In this podcast episode, I'm going to tell a story that is very, very dear to me. It was a part of my one-woman show, In Our Right Minds, which I took across the U.S., into Canada, and as far away as Kauai and Dubai. It's the story of the Selkie Woman. I found many versions of this ancient tale, mostly in folk story compilations and children's books, and in the wonderful film The Secret of Rowan Inish. Clarissa Pinkola Estes tells a version of it in her book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. What follows is the version I created for my performances. I have brought this story to life hundreds of times to audiences, and yet every time I tell it, it's as if I'm experiencing it for the first time. The energy that is channeled by this piece is profound, powerful, and healing. The sealskin in this story is a metaphor. It represents our authentic selves, our core, our intuitive knowing, the centered beingness of our essence, our blueprint. This ancient tale illustrates how we all lose our sealskin at some point in our journey, and why it's so important, why it's essential to get it back. And now, here's my version of The Selkie Woman. Sit you doon by the fire. We'll ca the crack and I'll weave you a tale that have been told in Scotland for centuries. And the cousins of the tale have been told by the Chinook, the Inuit, and all the Icelandic peoples. For it is a tale as ancient as the sea herself. The soul of a woman, the soul of a selkie, is at home in the depths of the sea. Here the mysteries of life play sweet as a song, neath the waves where all life came to be. "'Twas many, many summers ago on the misty Isle of Skye, when the full moon shone a million moon diamonds on the water, that a fisherman set out to sea. Alone he rowed his little boat, alone as he always did, so alone that he did not know any more just how lonely he was. The steady sound of his oars in the water matched the steady beat of his heavy heart. When very strangely, a sound came to him, floating through the mist, a sound so beautiful, his heart leapt right out of its heaviness for joy. His eyes looked for the source of such sweet music, and there, on a tiny island, lit by the glow of the moon, he saw a gathering of women, dancing, singing, full of their own beauty. The fisherman let his boat drift in closer. He hid behind a rock and watched them dance beneath the moon, bodies glowing round and strong, movements as graceful as ocean waves. He was mesmerized. Then he saw them each retrieve a bundle. What was it? A skin? A seal skin? 
And one by one they put on their skins, and they became glistening gray seals. With joy they slipped back into the water. All except for one woman, the loveliest of all to his eye. She was looking for her seal skin. The fisherman saw it, for it was there by the rock where he hid. But before she could retrieve it, he took it and hid it beneath his nets. For it is said that whoever possesses the skin of a selkie will have it in their power to command as they will. The fisherman climbed on to the tiny island and said, Gentle woman, bonnie and bright, be my wife. I am a selkie, and my home is the sea. She looked deeply into his sad eyes. She had seen man before. She had feared his hunting boats and nets. But something about this man, was it his sadness? Was it some unspoken ancient promise? The fisherman spoke again. Lovely lady of the sea, come with me and be my wife. I am a selkie, and my home is the sea, but with ye I will go. And so the seal woman went with the fisherman to the misty isle of sky. Her ways were different from the people of the land, but all agreed that she was a good wife to the man. In time they had a child, a son. They named him Morin. The boy grew strong and well. Each day he went fishing with his father, and each day they brought home lots of haddie and herring to eat. In the evenings by the fire, his mother told him tales of the world beneath the waves, of underwater mountains and canyons, forests of trees that sway in the ocean currents, beautiful creatures that swim in the glinting sunlight. And her eyes would shine as she spoke, and they seemed to hold such mystery and wonder. And so it was, as seven summers came and seven summers went. But in time, the seal woman began to lose her luster. Her hair lost its shine, her eyes became dull, her glistening skin began to dry and crack, she became thin, her stories by the fire became wistful and sad, and she had just enough energy to tuck Morin to bed. On the night of the harvest moon, the tides were so high that it seemed the ocean wanted to cover the whole of the land. Morin lay awake in his bed. A mist rolled in low from the sea and carried with it a sound, a calling, a song. Morin. Morin. Was he dreaming? No. It was his name he heard, and he could not ignore it. Morin slipped out into the night, into the mist. He followed the calling across the windswept heather, toward the ocean, down the well-worn path along the bluffs, past the little thatched shed where his father kept his rods, hooks, and nets, down to the rocks by the waves. Climbing over the rocks at the shore, Morin knew he was very close now, for the song was very clear. And there... On top of a large rock just a few feet away was a great silver seal, regal in her years, massive in her presence.
it was she who sang out. Selkie daughter of mine own, come back unto thy selkie home. Selkie daughter of mine own, come back unto thy selkie home. Ye've lived on land, been good and true, but thy soul thy home calls out for you. Selkie daughter of mine own, come back unto thy selkie home. Selkie daughter, bonny lass, ye've tarried far too long. Pains my heart to see you weak when I know you were right and strong. Ye've lived on land, been good and true, but thy soul, thy home calls out for you. Selkie daughter of mine own, come back unto thy selkie home. The tide began to surge, and the water began to rise up around Morin and the great seal. Morin hurried over the rocks back to the edge of the shore. He could see his father's shed was soon to be reached by the rising tide. Morn was quick to act. He went to the shed and began removing the rods, reels, and nets, bringing them up to dry land. Back and forth he went as the silver seal looked on. Finally he returned for the last net. He hoisted it up off the floor, and he found something underneath it, a carefully folded bundle. He unwrapped it, and oh, the soft, warm, wonderful sealskin enveloped him. He knew it was his mother's, for he could feel her all throughout it. The silver seal looked on, eyes blazing, and Morin knew what he had to do. He returned home by the light of the early dawn and gently lay the sealskin in his mother's lap. Her eyes grew wide and a wild joy came upon her. She laughed and cried at the same time. She hugged Morn with all her strength. Whatever happens new, you must trust me and not be afraid. This I will do, said Morn. She took her son by the hand, and together they ran toward the shore. At the edge of the sea, she put on her sealskin, and she became a glistening gray seal. Her eyes shone again. She was plump and strong. She breathed into Morin's mouth, and the part of him that was his mother's transformed his body into that of a seal. Mother and son swam effortlessly beneath the waves. It was the same world she had described to him by the fire. Underwater mountains and canyons, forests of trees that sway in the ocean currents, beautiful creatures glinting in the moonlight. A great gathering of seals came to them and welcomed them with joy. The great silver seal came to him now and called him grandson. There was much celebration. Morin felt very at home with his seal family. On the seventh day beneath the waves, he asked about his father. His mother explained, Your father waits for you. He is a good man, and he loves you as do I. I will guard your seal skin for you, my son. I will never, ever be far from you. Just come to the sea and I will be here. All your seal family will be here. And on nights when the moon is full, we will all be together. And so, Morn returned to the land, where his father tearfully embraced him. The man knew that the wrong that had been done seven years ago was now set aright. Morin grew well with all his father taught him, but he went to the sea often, and the people said, 
He had that same knowing look in his eyes, that same shining look of his mother. In time, Morin married and had children of his own. In the evenings by the fire, he told them of the mystical world beneath the waves. He taught them to hear the calling of the sea, the calling of their souls. And when they went to the sea, the seals always came. And they went to the sea often, eyes radiant with mystery, wonder, and wisdom as ancient as the sea herself. The soul of a woman, the soul of a selkie, is at home in the depths of the sea. Here the mysteries of life play sweet as a song, neath the waves where all life came to be. Like the Selkie woman, with joy may you slip back into the water. May you become like Morin, able to thrive on the land, in the domain of the topside, everyday world, functioning with effectiveness and ease, knowing in every moment that you are fully connected to the realm of the watery world beneath the surface, the home of your authentic self. You have your seal skin. You always have access to the creative, intuitive realm. You always have access to your core. May you guard against losing your seal skin. It's very easy to do, perhaps putting too much of yourself into your career or professional persona, or frantically minding your daily schedule, day in and day out, never stopping to be in the moment, never stopping to connect with your inner self. You can lose your seal skin in a relationship, letting someone else's definition of you become your own, letting their likes become yours, their standards yours, slowly letting bits and pieces of yourself go. You can get lost in the caregiving of others on any level without ever replenishing yourself. Collectively, we've operated with a dominance of the logical approach for so long that we've come to define humanity with logical, hierarchical, masculine characteristics. Feminine and masculine characteristics are a part of all of us, but the masculine characteristics have come to the forefront for a long time. We have become unbalanced, and we have relegated the intuitive, empathetic, we could say feminine approach to secondary status. These feminine characteristics seem idealistic or even exploitable. The sealskin is the lost intuitive self, the one who operates from inner knowing. May your sealskin be restored. May you exercise your creative, intuitive, heart-centered intelligence. May you speak and act with clarity from your core, in your home, your relationships, your work, your community, your faith, your school, your participation in government. May you come from your own authenticity, your own divine spark. And as we all do this, holding an unwavering vision of a world in balance, this is what we will create together. Thanks again for joining me. Please visit InOurRightMinds.net for the new book, the award-winning film, the curriculum, 
events, and ways to connect and stay inspired.